Greetings, Amigops, and top teners everywhere. Welcome back to another edition of Top 10 with Kyle and Mike. I am your co-host, Kyle. Opposite me today, as he is every week, is your co-host, Michael. Now, I must say, Michael is looking very good. He has a quarantine haircut, so it's a little shorter than normal. But his beard has grown in, and the effect on this webcam is such that the lengths all kind of match, and he looks really really good he's wearing a nice button up the whole the whole visual um ensemble is very appealing now what we're going to do today is talk about a top 10 list mike has made the list i have no idea what the list is mike will relay that list to me then we will vigorously debate it and then by the end of this episode we will have arrived at a definitive version of that top 10 list mike what are we talking about all right, Kyle. Well, thank you for that stellar intro. I am wearing a button down because I'm going to visit my parents and I wanted to wear real clothes. And this button down is actually just as comfortable as a t-shirt. It's a very thin material. Um, I know, I know. Everything I wear is comfortable, <laughs> but it's it's very unstructured. So it's just like, it kind of just hangs loose. It's not like wearing a, a stuffy button up. So It's not starched by any means. No, ways. definitely not starched. So that's the deal. And that actually is a, a decent segue to the topic that we'll be discussing. I want to talk about, and it's going to be a little bit personal to me, but I want to hear your contributions throughout. This is the top 10 kind of nicest, happiest things that have happened over this last couple weeks of quarantine. I want to talk about some bright spots. I want to talk about a couple things that have made me smile recently. Wow. All right. This would yeah. be great. So that's what I want to talk about, and I want to just, the, the caveats are, are really two. One is, um, this is accepting, like, really big, you know, generally, like, yes. really big, nice things. Like, they're, they're short, you know, there's been some really great inspirational stuff. I, I'm mostly just talking about kind of my day-to-day, -day, like, what's the thing that made me smile this week? Um, actually, there's three caveats. Two is that the ranking is just a little funky because it's, there's... It, Different things of different degrees have happened, and things have just made me smile on a random day for some reason. Uh, and third is there's going to be some Caroline, but not a ton. She's the person I've been quarantined with, and I think like anybody who has been quarantined with a significant other, she is the majority of the things you know that have made me smile the last couple of weeks because we're spending a lot of time together and we've had a lot of fun with each other. But I, nobody wants to hear the ten things that we've you know done the last couple of weeks. So. I will be mentioning Caroline, but she's not the only star of this show. I very much like the idea of this list. I was trying to think of a way to do something kind of quarantine like specific. I like the way that this is going to personally lean because I think that getting into generalizations about the silver linings, for lack of a better term, of this whole situation is kind of not problematic, but difficult because yeah, so many people no, have you're right. such such different experiences and it feels like it almost feels <laughs> wrong to like talk about the things you're enjoying about quarantine when people are dying and like yeah losing their jobs and like this kind of thing and so i think like analyzing it from like a very personal perspective is a way to kind of get around that because mm -hmm. it's not generalizing the situation and so i think this is the right way to approach it and i'm very excited about it yeah all right so shall we dive in yes we shall all right, so number 10. So uh, Caroline and I live in an apartment building with three units, and the upstairs unit is a family with uh, a father, Bob, a uh, wife, 
Anne-Marie, and then uh, three girls. And they're very cute, really sweet family. And I was walking outside a couple days ago to get a package. And I opened the door and Bob said to me, hey, don't worry, I've been wiping down the front door with Clorox. And it just struck me as such a responsible and sweet thing to do. It really made me smile. Everything that the entire family does is really nice. I actually hear them a lot because uh, the ceiling is not that thick. And they just have such nice interactions. They're a really nice family. And I was so pleasantly surprised by Bob telling me that he wipes the handle down. I've now started doing it. I hadn't considered that that was something I ought to be doing. Now we're doing it. Um, and it was just a really nice thing that he said. Well, first of all, that's a really nice, just in general, that's like, it's practical and courteous and good job, doorknob Bob, for following yep. all the protocols. So like, that's good in itself. But we, so behind the curtain, Mike and I just finished recording the Office faux pas episode and we were talking yeah. about small community interactions that make a big deal and this mm -hmm. is a perfect example of that there's nothing better than like a gentle reminder that the people that you are in community with are doing small things for the betterment of their community in general isn't that just a nice thing yeah it really is and it's and it's a reminder that you exist in communities that you don't even consider communities like our apartment building is a small community to which we belong and i don't always think of it that way that's interesting we have a somewhat similar situation but except that we just live above our landlord um and we've been having like similar small interactions where it's like hey um we're being careful with like what we touch when we use our shared laundry space um and like we have a communal front door too so that's the same kind of thing but yeah um i like that a lot way to go doorknob bob yeah bob's a good doobie so that was really sweet uh, number nine was actually attributable to you. So as you know, and listeners may or may not know, my birthday is coming up in about a week or so. And Kyle, Kyle and I get each other presents for each other's birthdays and for Christmas. And so I would have known that a birthday present was probably coming from Kyle. But the real pleasant surprise here, that bitch came early. Oh, yeah. And that was a lovely surprise. I saw a package and I... I'm a frequent Amazoner. And so I was like, oh, what did I get myself? This is exciting. And then I was like, I didn't get myself this. I saw the gift receipt. It was from Kyle. Kyle got me a collection of the best short stories of 2019, I think it was. Yes. From Anthony Doerr, the author of, um, um, oh, what the hell is the book All called? All the Light We Cannot See. All the Light We Cannot See. And uh, I tell you what, that put a smile on my damn face. I'm glad that you um, enjoyed that, Mike, because I I came, I was on Goodreads. You yeah. have really, uh, I think, created a bit of a, a reading wave in our friend group, especially with me especially. So I was on Goodreads, like you recommended, looking through Anthony Doerr's stuff. And I saw that, and it was just like, this is what I'm getting Michael for his birthday. There's no question about it. And I looked into it, and it was a little early, but then I thought about it. It's like, this might take a while to get there. And so I just sent it, um, and it got there a little early. We're still a few days away from your birthday, but uh, I, it's, sometimes it's nice to get a little unexpected thing like that. Well, here's the funny thing. It's, it's funny because I went through, I did my, I bought your birthday present on the usual schedule, not realizing that this would happen. So I actually 
I did the exact opposite. I I got on March 29th, so just a couple days before your birthday. No, and I know you didn't check the mail, but it didn't deliver. I looked until the 6th. Well, but it has the same effect because I had received a oh, couple of gifts yeah. on my birthday or very close to it. And I was kind of like, I come off my birthday high and yeah. I was getting back into normal life as you do. And what's this? Fucking Batman comic from Mike. Wham! Which, by the way, you are going to fucking love. This is one of my... If we had, if we redid our Batman Stories podcast, this would be top five. Oh, wow. It's amazing. It's and so you good. hadn't read it or heard of it before? No. Excellent. I was I was doing some Googling about best comics, and I, I was like, this that popped. I saw that one, and it popped for me. It is going to appeal to your sensibilities very specifically. You are going to okay. love it. Excellent. All right, well, we'll trade. I'll give you the Ted Williams book that I mentioned to you before, and you give me that, and we'll, we'll do a little switcheroo. Even trade. Beautiful. Um, all right, so number eight. I was outside bringing our trash out. Uh, it was probably last week, so about a week ago. And um, the way that our, our apartment building is set up, the trash cans are in a little alley out back. And then you have to turn right and then take another right and then go down a little narrow pathway between our building and the next building and you bring it out front. So I got the trash. I started wheeling it. I took my right and I was just about to sort of come come out of the, the walkway between the two houses. And this woman strolls by with her baby and I see her walk by and then she stops, backs up her, her stroller and goes, hi. <laughs> and I was like, oh, hello and I, I have no idea who this woman is she goes oh my god it's so nice to see a person how are you doing how and i and i was like i'm i'm great how, you know what what's going on and she's like oh man i'm at home and you know i got the baby and she's great but it's just it's a lot she goes how are you guys doing which is just like a hysterical thing to say to a person you don't know as if she knew you for years and was like how yes. are you guys and you hadn't seen each other in a while like how are you guys exactly. been yeah, I'm like, <laughs> we're holding up. We're doing our best. And it was just, it was such a funny interaction because it proved just how much people need human interaction. It was really sweet. This woman really was excited to see me in a way that I don't think anybody who doesn't share at least 50% of my genetic profile has been excited in a long time. She was just so happy to see me. I've never met her before. I will probably never see her again. No. But we chatted for like three minutes about how she's doing and how I'm doing. And it was really sweet. It was a nice interaction. I'd like that. Um, Cause like you would hope, but before this all started, I told you this was going to happen. You would, you would hope that you would start to miss random human interaction. Yeah. And I like that that has, for the most part, proven true and mm -hmm. like so effectively proven in this case. It's, I, it's refreshing to me that people are delighted that they're having interactions like this after not having them for a little bit. Totally. And, and the visual, something about the visual of this woman actually like beep, 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 backing up. The stroller was so amusing to me and so just like it was so like it just knocked me off balance. It was really sweet. It was very nice. Also, I will say kudos to her for I mean, you're not like a 
you're not like an intimidating person. Like you're a, yeah. an approachable person, but you're a big ish man. Yeah, and you guys like are a different person. She doesn't know, and like good for her for just like going out of her way and, and having a, an interaction with you. I yeah. think that that's probably something that, for better or for worse, like there's less and less of that. Yeah, I wonder if this will going forward change the way we interact with people. Probably not. When things I th- I think the answer is probably not, and you're probably right about that. But if there's a little bit of a halo effect, hey, you know, it's sort of like it's like in uh, the Dark Knight when you know, imagine what we could do with 18 months of clean streets. It's like, is that permanent? No, but hey, do we get like a little bit of extra human kindness from people because they realize you know that we're in this thing together? I'll take that. I would really. Really be hopeful that that is something that happens, even if it's a little, just a little bit of a boost. Yeah, totally. So that was number eight, and that would traditionally bring us to a new segment. Kyle, yeah. could you cue us? Oh, yeah, absolutely. So um, what I usually do for this part is I say, Kev, hit that stinky beat! Thank you. <laughs> we will not be doing a not top three this week. We're staying all positive. Let's move on to number seven. What's number seven? Tricked your asses. Uh, I received a text message uh, from my grandparents, my mom and pop, out of the blue. And it was just telling me that they love me and they miss me. And it was very sweet. We, I've been trying to keep up with them because I know that they are very, very lonely because they are more isolated than I. I have been seeing a small number of people. So my parents, my sisters and their husbands and and my nephew, and that's it. So, you know, my list is like eight people, Uh, but my grandparents are not on that list. We agreed a while ago they were going to be, you know, quarantined with like, I I think a lot of people have with their um, kind of older relatives. So they're very lonely. But they sent me this text um, just out of nowhere, really apropos of nothing, and it really made me smile. It made me sad that my grandparents are lonely, but um, it was really sweet. It was it was a very nice text that I received. I really like that. I for for some context, I know Mike's grandparents better than most people know their friends' grandparents. I would say because what when I come to visit you, or when they would come to visit at school, you're you're very good at sharing your family. And so I interact with them quite a bit and they are just delightful, delightful people. I really like spending time with. So it's not surprising that they would take the time to send you a text like that. But also considering your relationship, I imagine that must've been very nice for you. It was very nice. And it's funny because I, um, my grandparents really thrive on interaction. And so this is really tough for them. I, it's funny. My, I was looking at my sister. Um, so my sister works with my mom in real estate and my grandparents semi-retired about, I don't know, 15, 20 years ago. And they kind of started doing a little real estate on the side with my mom. And then they started really doing real estate for a long time. They're not as active as they were, but you know, they're still on my mom's roster and they'll still get a listing or two here or there. But so my sister was looking at her, um, her glamour shot or whatever, like her, her headshot on my mom's website, she was getting a new headshot. And so she was going through people's headshots, comparing like what are the styles and 
my grandfather's is of him wearing a t-shirt with a tie on over it. It's literally just him like wearing a t-shirt with a tie just hanging out over the top. And it just, it made me laugh. It made me smile. And it just made me realize like my grandfather needs that. Like he needs to be out in the world showing somebody his, you know, stupid tie on over the shirt. And so I know how tough this has been on them. So I, I was nice to, it was nice to have a, a nice interaction with them. Well, I don't know if they listen to this, but even if they don't, please relay my, uh, my greetings to them and that I hope they're doing well. I will. I will. Um, all right. So number six, uh, to stay on the theme of, uh, my older relatives, so I've had two phone calls over the past uh, week or so with my beloved aunts, Joe and Jill. And um, so so Josie and Jill that are f- kind of more strictly even than my grandparents quarantined within their uh, they live in a retirement community in Pennsylvania. So they're not allowed to leave their apartment like they get food delivered to their apartment. Um, they can go for medical visits downstairs, but like that's it. They really can't leave. So. My uncle Lou usually visits them. He's their uh, brother in between the two of them. He's he's the middle child. He's only ninety, and um, so he they're he so comes. Old. I know. I know. <laughs> so he visits them every day. He hasn't been able to. So they they got a portal, which is like a I think it's Google. I don't know. It's just like a gigantic FaceTime that they use. And um, I had been I I actually had finally gotten on the calendar uh, time to go visit them. Caroline and I had kind of just done a bad job of seeing them. And we had a visit scheduled for a week ago. So it got canceled. So that was a huge, huge bummer. We were really excited to go visit them in Pennsylvania. But um, we're not letting the opportunity pass. We want to talk to them. Um, so we I called them like a week ago and talked to them for probably a half hour and I got the news that Aunt Joe at 94, she turns 95 next week, she just got weighed. And while I might not usually reveal a friend's weight, she weighs 95 pounds, which is just great because she was always a little pudgy in her younger years. And she um she's at 95 pounds and she told me she hit an, a new all-time low for her height. She is now four foot eight and a half. <laughs> so we chatted with Auntie Jojo and Aunt Childa for a little while. And then um so that was that was my first call with them about a week ago. And then I got a call yesterday. So so we're recording this podcast on April eleventh. So the call came on April 10th. My birthday for the listeners is April 17th. I don't know whether they are having trouble with their calendar. The two of them have sent me a birthday card on my birthday every day, you know, every year since I was born. Um, they know my birthday. And uh, to be very clear, there's not memory issues here. Like, this is not yeah. like a sad story. I, something just went wrong. I get a call yesterday. Happy birthday to you. <laughs> the two of them singing happy birthday. And I had to, I had to pretend on this whole entire phone call. And I have to call my grandparents to tell them not to correct them. But I had an entire phone call with the two of them thinking that it was my birthday yesterday. And, um, I was already describing to you that I had such a great day yesterday, but that only added to it. I get a call from two of my favorite people wishing me a happy birthday. I like, I just really like the image of the two of them, like, in the same room. <laughs> yep. Mm-hmm. Like, getting ready, like, like a, conducting a symphony. 
And how old are you now? And singing in their old lady voices. I really like that. I also am having fun imagining like people I know that are siblings living together in their extreme old age. Incredible. It's an incredible image. I might just, that thought exercise, next time I need a little pick-me-up, I'll just do that for five minutes. Have I ever explained <laughs> to you, um, so the two of them grew up in a pretty conservative Catholic household in Pennsylvania uh, sure. in, the, in the early, you know, 20s, 30s, 40s, 50s, like a long time ago. So, Damn. I know. So growing up, their exposure to and understanding of uh, sort of non-traditional families was was limited. So they didn't know about gay people, bisexual people, any of this stuff. So sort of naturally, you know, a little bit maybe closed-minded earlier in their years. And uh, have I ever explained to you how they came around on this topic? I would I'd probably have, but I need a refresher. <laughs> so Aunt Jill, I think, I forget which one, was applying uh, for life insurance and there were taxes i whatever i just pretend some something sure. financial where there were benefits conferred upon people for being married and she said i want my sister josie to be you know on the policy and they're like well she's your sister and she's like yeah but we live together you know we buy each other groceries like we're closer than any married couple and they're like well we really can't help you there you know she's you're not married. And she's like, yeah, but... And she's like explaining the depth of their relationship. And it's like this whole thing. And she's explaining how she's like, you know, and I realized this is exactly what it's like, you know, for a gay couple that can't get married. And they get, they get, you know, whatever her, her really polite word for screwed is on their taxes. And I tell you, that's just wrong. That is just wrong. I am very against that. It was like the cutest thing I've ever heard in my entire life. What an incredible, yeah. What an inc what an incredible story that that is like. How she's like. I thought it was going to be some dumb thing where she like met some nice guy and was like, well, I guess they're not all bad. Like, no, nope. no, it was just like a genuine reflection and uh, a whole wholesale reversal of well, not a reversal necessarily, but yeah, I like, like that. a growth. Yeah, yeah, I love that. Wow, yeah. way so to go. Was that Joe or Jill? I think that was Jill, but they both sort of I they 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 talk a lot. So they they were together on this topic. That's magic. That was great. So that was that was nice to get a happy birthday from them a little bit early. Yeah. <laughs> um all right, so number 5 um I you probably I don't, I don't do this to my friends as much as I do it to my family, but I have been ahead of the curve on FaceTime. For a long time. I'm a huge FaceTimer. And now typically the rules are you say like, hey, do you want to FaceTime? No. I just FaceTime bomb. I just throw out FaceTimes and if you answer, you answer. If not, you don't. I like the face-to-face -face interaction. Sure. So my family has finally come around on this. And specifically my sister, Nicole, her husband, Steve, and their baby, Sal. They're big into the FaceTiming now. So I've been FaceTiming a lot with the three of them. And they've started a thing now where they ask Sal at breakfast who he wants to eat breakfast with. And he picks somebody and then they get a FaceTime call and you just eat breakfast with Sal. So I, I've had breakfast with Sal a couple times recently. <laughs> and uh, I just I tell you what, watching that little sucker eat his breakfast is hysterical. And he now knows my voice. In addition to like he, if he sees me, he knows who I am. But now, 
Nicole will call me and say, hey. And I'm like, oh, hey. And he goes, Uncle Mimi. Because that's what he calls me. I'm Uncle Mimi. And he just, he hears my voice now and shouts Uncle Mimi. And it's very cute. He just learned Caroline's name, Auntie Cece. Oh, um, wow. Cece and Mimi. That's great. Auntie Cece, Uncle Mimi. And um, he's he says, I love you now. He says, ciao. Um, he, what did he say? He oh, he's oh boy. Uh, <laughs> what else he got? He's got a couple good ones recently. He was eating, and he's just like my sister and my brother-in-law, the weirdest eater because they're so healthy. Um, so he, I was, I was eating breakfast with him the other day, and he was, he was excited for lunch because he was gonna have pasta and scallops, and he is not too. He is less than two years old. Um, I FaceTimed him the other. We were FaceTiming the other day, and he got a bike, um, but like a, it's like called a balance bike or something. It's not a. Um, there's no pedals on it. What'd you say? Is it one of those ones where there's no pedals and they literally just like sh- shuffle? On that a bike? that might be it. But whatever it is, I guess it's like it leads to ex- insanely early. Uh, yeah. ability to ride a bike like kids who get mm-hmm. this thing can ride a bike at like three um so i've been enjoying a lot of facetime togetherness with that whole clan um and sal is just hysterical he he watches his favorite tv show now is rio like the the animated bird oh yeah but you, you can't say it because he, the moment he hears it he wants to watch it he also has been watching uh morning joe or not morning squawk box my sister and steve and him watch squawk box on um cnbc and he knows the host's name now and he goes joe joe like he's excited to watch this morning financial show um <laughs> what and i know and then finally it's like when uh, it's like when gator audits his parents and there were inconsistencies <laughs> yeah. um but the his newest thing is he loves laundry and so laundry is upstairs. So their house is like two flights of stairs up to where the laundry is. And Steve made the mistake of saying something about laundry the other day. Like he said, oh, yeah, we got to do some laundry. And Sal goes, laundry? And he and he's like, he starts pointing. Like he wants to go. He's like, no, 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 there's no laundry. And then Sal refuses to eat. Like he stops eating. He's like. So he like grabs steve by the hand and walks him upstairs steve hands him a towel and he like puts one towel in the washing machine and then is ready to go back downstairs to eat so i've been i've been enjoying my time with with those monkeys uh over facetime i like hearing the progressive developments of young sal because i met him when he was still quite young and he was not really talking he doesn't really walking yet just doing a lot of crawling and such and yeah. adorable at that time but getting peeks into his uh development has been uh very fun to see from afar and even more fun for you obviously yeah it is uh it is something he is he is something we don't we have um so my i always get this mixed up i think she's my stepsister right she's your stepsister yes my stepsister megan uh had her little guy, Logan, was born not all that long ago, just a few months. And we get a lot of pictures of him. And uh, following the growth of people that are close to you that have young families is a real treat. And I will say that one takeaway 
from this is that like the er, the tendency to use FaceTime has definitely gone up in this yep. scenario, which is good. Like there's been a lot yeah. more face to face conversation. Um, and that is a benefit that I hope again will be a one that has some lingering effects. Totally. Cause I think I've really grown out of texting. I'm just not that big of a fan anymore. I used to like it cause it's, you know, it's a good, easy way to stay in touch, but you just lose something. Like, I don't know. And I also get impatient with it. I don't like dragging out what should be a great 15 minute conversation into a kind of dumpy hour conversation. I like with us specifically that we basically, if you look at our text thread, it's basically just like, did you see this? Yeah. And then we save the discussion for it for when we, cause we talk so frequently, but the reason we can do that is because we know at least once a week, we're going to be talking to each other. Yeah. But if that were an arrangement that you had with more people in your life, it could change the way that you communicate pretty aggressively. So totally. And I think it'll be really fun. It would, I don't, you know, I'm kind of torn between whether it should be a standing time or whether rotating, I kind of think a standing time is a good idea. Cause some weeks you make it, some weeks you can't, but I think our group, it would be really fun to do this more often. Cause I just, it's just hard. There's just only so much time and that's just a human problem. And it's really nice to see all of you guys. I suspect that meeting of our friend group specifically will continue past this because I have really enjoyed it's fun. Like I I talk with each of you individually, but talking to you all in a group setting is a nice reminder of the dynamic that we all had when we were in school and when we get together. So if that's, if that's the one thing that comes out of this is that the six or seven of us or get on a call more frequently than we have been, that's a huge plus. Totally agreed. All right. So number four uh, has been the delightful food drop offs that Caroline and I have been getting from her parents. So her her dad has kind of been he's had to work still um, kind of, you know, out in the field. So he's had uh, a lot of person to person interactions that we're not totally comfortable with. So we don't we haven't been seeing them. Um, It's just kind of the nature of his work he has to do it um <clears throat> so we haven't seen her parents in quite a while and uh they miss us i think we definitely miss them and so they've been dropping off food for us which has been really really sweet we've gotten some pasta with meatballs and sausage um which we've heated up caroline heated it up i kept it cold um a bunch of times over the last couple weeks, we got a bunch of chocolate chip cookies that were mm. delicious. Her mom is an excellent baker. We also got some pre-mixed old-fashioned, which I love. There's a place called uh, Bully Boy, which is a Boston-based uh, distillery that we actually took a tour with them, uh, I think, for last Christmas or two Christmases ago. And uh, we discovered this old-fashioned mix that they make and it's like the perfect old-fashioned not too sweet not too smoky so they dropped some of that off for us um and it's just been really nice it's been really good for us because i think it's been especially tough with with caroline's parents because they're kind of off limits right now um and so that that's been a little extra tough for us whereas my parents both have, you know work for themselves and have the flexibility to kind of work from home um, her dad doesn't, and so we we've been not been able to see them. But the food has been fantastic, and we have been eating like kings and queens in this house. Um, with you know, with the little bit of extra time of not commuting to an office, 
the food has improved significantly. I don't want to step on any parts of your list, but it's amazing what you can do with an extra hour in your day. Oh, yes. It but, is amazing what you can do with an extra hour in your day. That's interesting because, like, for us, like, Allegis's mom lives in, you know, the other on the other side of the state, and my parents live in Michigan. And so, like, the only family we really have in Chicago is Allegis's sister. And so, like, if anything, we're interacting more with our families because we're trying to be over overly communicative um and so the people that we're missing out on seeing are like our co-workers and like dylan and tatum obviously but it's just it's a little different we're we have not had the experience of having to consciously decide not to see our family um because we're not near them anyways so that is a wrinkle that it's definitely a something we're i guess in a way lucky not to have dealt with but that's to have a touch point of like these packages of food that come from caroline's parents is nice yeah it is really nice so that's been that's been a real joy all right so that brings me to a couple of honorables i just got three here so one was uh, i took last friday off so i had yesterday off because it was good friday and that's a market holiday but i also took the previous friday off uh and that's just a thank you to my boss, because my boss, I think, understands that this is a weird set of circumstances, and it's very possible for all of us to just be working permanently right now, because there's no home time versus work time, and I think a lot of people have fallen into that trap. So it's been a real treat for me to have a boss who's good about understanding, like, listen, just because you're not in the office doesn't mean you're now working all the time. Like... I, I had had a kind of a long week of work and was like, hey, I really want to take tomorrow off. I've got a bunch of vacation that I'm not probably going to be going on. Um, so I'd love to just take tomorrow. I was like, yeah, totally. Take the day off. And it was magnificent. I went fishing with my dad, um, hung out with my mom and Caroline, and it just it was great. So that was a, that was a really nice a nice little thing because I know some people haven't had that where their bosses are like, hey, you're available, so you're available. You're working all the time now. <laughs> Yeah, that's a nice luxury to have. Um, one that I have as well. I would say it's not the case for everybody, but it's weird that like you might think that like, well, if you're at home, like what's the point of taking the day off? But it really makes it, it's like in, our, in some ways it's more necessary. Like It was, in, I was, I had to put a, like, plant a flag, like I'm taking today off. Yeah, um, that's great. I think, uh, I've been very fortunate because my direct supervisor, someone I worked with now and who I worked with previously, um, she worked at home. Like her, the firm that she used to work for was like six people and they all just worked from home. They didn't have an office. And so she is full of really good advice about working from home. And like the number one thing for her is like, you need to work like a work, keep your work schedule. Because like, if you don't have delineating lines, like, between your work and your home, the space is the same. And so like that blurring, that is super dangerous. It's poisonous. Um, It's really bad. So it's like, you have to keep like your computer in a separate space so that you're not looking at it when you're not working and this kind of whatever. There's all sorts of stuff about that. But on top of that, she reiterated that like, it's important. Like a lot of us had vacation planned for this month and next Yep. You need to, if you're not going to take like, you're not going to take a week off, but like you still need to use some of that time because that's the point of vacation. Yep. Totally. And that was, that was huge for me and having a boss 
sounds like like you do who was good about that was really important because i i know that a couple of my friends slash co-workers don't have that and it's been tough it's really hard because you're you're just like suddenly it's every hour of the day is a working hour like that's not okay no and uh that's tough obviously like some people are forced into that situation and it's necessary and for those people we're thankful obviously but yeah totally mike g's day off Mike G's day off. All right. uh, Number two of my honorables was uh, sort of to your point. You were saying earlier about stuff that you have time for that you don't usually. I cleaned the crap out of my car yesterday. It was a delight, a total delight. So Caroline and I actually had some organizing to do in the room that I'm currently in. You may see behind me sort of there's a yellow futon. I do see that. Yeah, so we gotten a day bed from my parents that um, was like my sister's, but it was at their house. And so we took it. We thought it was a futon. It was not. It's a day bed. Uh, and it was too big. So we had to get so what's, that. Sorry, what's a day bed? Well, I don't know if it's, I think it's called a day bed. It's sort of like a futon, but it has an actual mattress in it. Okay. So we got the thing, but it was the length of a twin bed and needed a twin mattress. I see. Which we didn't have, and which was just too big for the room. So um, I took the par- I took that back apart and put it in Caroline's car because we didn't want it cluttering up the house. So I put it in her car, and I was like, you know what? While I'm out here, I'll, I'll clean my car. So I, like, I took a bunch of trash out of the trunk. I reorganized all my softball stuff, which I probably won't be using this year. But I reorganized my softball stuff. I fixed my little change area, which had gotten really unruly. I've got a nice little uh, Notre Dame change cup now. That was that was a huge emotional boost for me. Yeah, I, I haven't cleaned my car specifically, but this I feel like everyone has a version of this, like a task that like it just seems like there's never a reason to like dedicate time to it that now you all of a sudden have time for. Yeah, for us, it's been we've gotten to organize a bunch of spaces in our apartment that needed organizing, but we just like never were getting to and that kind of thing. So yeah, it's fun. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's funny that you kind of need to find things to fill your time with on the weekends now. And, uh, that's a, I feel like a lot of people are probably doing similar tasks like that. Now, I don't know if you had the same takeaways I did, but my takeaway was I tell myself I don't have time to do something like that, but I was blown away by how little time it took. It was like, this was like a 20 minute task to go back to a conversation you and I were having earlier. Like how important am I? And how important is my time? Like 20 minutes is nothing. When I was, uh, when I was off work, I didn't work all of October last year between jobs And I was like, oh my God, this is great. I'm going to do all of those things that I've been putting off. Finally, like I, and I've always, I'd always said like, this is kind of the thing that like, you need like a day to do. And like, when am I going to have time to do that? And I was done with all those things in like two days. It's like, ah, fuck, what am I going to do now? (laughs) I'm trying to remember what sitcom that happens on, but that definitely happens on a sitcom. I was like, I was like this whole week, I'm just going to do all this shit. I'm going to get my new driver's license and I'm going to like, yeah. Yep. organize all this shit and i'm gonna clean this and i'm gonna build that and like i was done by tuesday i was like oh okay i guess i gotta look for a job now like <laughs> i'm gonna become ordained as a minister like yeah. i got some stuff to do now yeah i got my scuba license like, yeah, i finally gotta get shit. my brown belt 
I learned Mandarin. Like, yeah. <laughs> no, I didn't do anything like that. Uh, um, but yeah, the point is that like a task like cleaning your car. Also, I imagine like being outside and doing that just felt nice. It was very nice. I, I think I mentioned to you, I've been working out back as much as possible, despite the fact that it's cold. It's not warm out. Like I'm no. putting a coat and like extra socks and a hat on just to work outside. Like my computer keys are sticking because it's so cold, but I, I just need to be outside. Yeah, we've been doing things outside. We normally wouldn't like I've been biking safely in a bike lane and not in a park congregating. Um in temperatures I would normally not bike in, or at least just and I have gone out on the back porch and done workouts back there when normally we would do those inside. So that kind of thing. You realize how much you miss it. You certainly do. And then so my last honorable is probably one of, like I said before, one of the biggest ones, but I don't want to put it on the body of the list. It's just all the extra time with Caroline. Um, I think you've expressed the same thing with Allegis. It's shocking how much of that time you miss out on when you're doing a usual work schedule and you get used to not having it and i know i'm gonna have a hard time not having it when i don't when i go back to work it's going to be a little bit of a shock to my system to be seeing caroline as little as you know i despite the fact that we live together we spend a lot of time together like it will feel so little because we just get to interact all day it's really nice that happened to us when we were training for the marathon. We were running, we trained all together. And so we would run for like an hour a day, um, most days of the week. And then on weekends, it would be longer. And like, that was our time to, we didn't listen to music really until we did like long runs. So we would like get to talk to each other for at least like one interrupted hour a day. And when we stopped training for the marathon, we were like, what we it like didn't occur to us until we stopped that we missed like having that time to talk to each other. And I think it's going to be similar. Um, but I, I don't, I'm sure this is true for you too, but it's a relief, not a relief. Like it's very uh, validating to realize that you picked the right person to quarantine with. Totally. <laughs> like totally. I, like I even like you and like some of our best friends or siblings, like, love them to death and love spending time with them, but might not be the right person to quarantine with. Yep. And it turns out that we just is the right person to quarantine with. And boy, is that great. Same with Caroline. It's, it's shocking because we, we structure our days so differently. Our energy levels spike at different times. Like just, there's a lot of reasons you'd think that all of this concentrated togetherness would be tough. And we, I think we both had, we had a bad first week. Like the first week, it was just like we were bumping into each other, like literally and you know metaphorically. But then I think we were like, "Oh, okay." We had a ch- we had a chat. I was like, "Listen, you like the two of us are getting all up in each other's nerves. Let's chill out, give each other a little bit of a break. Like this is tough. We're we're getting used to this. And since then, we've had an awesome time." Yeah, I don't want to make it sound perfect. I've had to no. curb my I've had to curb my whistling, but um, it's just it's it's nice to like you said like over time you can figure it out and it's that's nice yeah all right so that brings us to the top three so number three is a trip that caroline and i took last week so we really wanted to go to the beach but um all of the beaches that are operated by like the parks departments of the state or local communities or are in some cases national parks um have been shut down the parking lots are shut down and they're just hard to get to. Uh, but we knew of a small private beach 
um, in a town. Actually, Dylan has been there. He came to visit this place um, in Gloucester, Mass., which is about a 40-minute, 45-minute car ride from where we live. Uh, and we were like, you know what? Let's just go up there. We'll figure out where to park. I just, let's just go be on the beach. So we're driving up, and um, I actually, before we left, I checked to see if this ice cream place that we really like was open. I was like, it would be great. Like, imagine if we could get an ice cream right now. It wasn't. We were really bummed. But as we're driving up, I was like, oh, shit, I forgot. There's an ice cream place right near this beach. Oh, just imagine. Just imagine if it were open. And we're driving up, and I see a face in the window. I'm like, oh, they must just be cleaning it. And then I see the window slide open as a customer comes up. I'm like, yeah! And we got an ice cream. I got they the ice creams there are just ludicrously huge. Um, I get the biggest mint chocolate chip you can possibly imagine. She got a cookie dough and mint chocolate chip, and we got it. We went down to the ocean and we just sat on a rock and ate some ice cream. It was freezing, it was cold, but we just sat and looked at the ocean. It was a beautiful, beautiful night. Had an ice cream. Oh, it was so nice. It was so nice. That's really good. That's like being outside for a little bit, like, but really amped up. Being by the yeah. ocean is nice. Oh. <laughs> I uh, There's something very nice about being on a beach, like, by yourself. Mm-hmm. I, uh, I don't think I've ever told this story on the podcast, but you were there on 4th of July last year when I lost my wedding ring at the beach. Yeah. And then I came back a few days later with a metal detector at, like, 5 in the morning and I got to say, I can understand why people do it. It's really nice to be on a beach by yourself. Um, so it's, soothing, right? It's it's very relaxing and interrupted only by the occasional beep when you find a bottle cap. But um, <laughs> a nipple ring. Yeah, whatever. That's a really good experience normally. But yeah, insert it into a time when you're supposed to be inside a lot. Um, yeah, it's extra special. Totally. Totally. All right. So number two uh, has been some enhanced cabin time um, with my parents and then uh, also uh, with Felicia and Seamus. So Caroline and I have actually gone up to the cabin more over the past probably month and a half than in the past, you know, three or four months. We've been up there a bunch because we went up just like, ah, you know, let's just get the hell out of this house. Like, let's just we just got to go somewhere. And we both realized that it was just chicken soup for the soul. Like we were up, no connection to the real world, silent outside, peaceful, beautiful mountains, just nothing. And it was so nice and so relaxing and good for us. Um, my parents were actually away that weekend, so it was just the two of us. But um, we've since been back up a couple more times with my parents uh, Felicia and Seamus were there last time we celebrated the two of their birthdays because Felicia shares your birthday and Seamus's is the day before. Um, so we had a birthday cake. We celebrated. We watched uh, The Rainmaker, which is like a great but ridiculous 90s uh, legal drama by John Grisham starring Matt Damon and Danny DeVito. Wow. Um, <clears throat> it's great. Uh, also, John Voight and Mickey Rourke. Um, so like we just been hanging out, relaxing reading a bunch. Um, I read an incredible book called Sing Unburied Sing while we were up there. Just totally relaxing, really nice. Certainly not a luxury that everybody has, um, but a one that I can't overstate how nice it is to have somewhere to go that's just totally silent and nice um, and kind of off the grid. So that's a 
huge up to my parents, both for, you know, allowing us to hang out there, but also for being there and being a big part of it with us. I've been up there once before, and I got to say, I can't think of a better place to, <laughs> like, shelter in place. Um, that must have been very nice. I, It is interesting, like, how, like, the space changes. Like, our street is normally busy like when people are coming to and from work as they walk to the train and back and otherwise it's like there's people out but it's not like it's never really like crowded apart from the morning and p.m peaks but during quarantine when we've gone outside it's been like a lot of people outside i think because everyone's working from home they're not going downtown and so it's weird like it's not crowded people are avoiding crowding but the space is like it feels kind of cluttered totally. <laughs> like and ironically like when i ride my bike i ride down to my office i don't go in and then i just turn around i do my bike commute and i just do a loop and come back home and but downtown nobody lives there it's silent which is in some ways eerie but i think to your point like it's important to have just like some place it's nice to have some place that's just kind of quiet and weirdly that has been my experience when I bike downtown. Um, yeah, wherever so you can find it, it's it's you have to find it somewhere. Like I think we're all we'll all lose our damn minds otherwise. You have to even if it is at the heart of where you know there's usually a ton of traffic and people. Like usually um, where you have a couple million people <laughs> in any given workday. I know. Yeah. Um. So that's a big one, and then the last one, number one. This is just a, a life goes on. Uh, kind of news there's been some announcements um some stuff going on i i've got um my cousin and my other cousin both just had babies um my my cousin's wife uh had a really difficult um post delivery and was actually in a coma for a little while and was really unwell and made a, a recovery she's doing really really well her baby riley is is happy and healthy um, my cousin Julianne just had a baby, um, which is very exciting. He's healthy and happy and his older brother does not know the difference between him and, uh, his cousin Riley, the first baby I mentioned. There's some serious confusion about who's who, which is just hysterical and really cute. A close friend of, of our family, uh, Nicole's very good friend just delivered a happy, healthy baby. Um, we have some friends who have some exciting news that's coming up, um, on that front. So we've just got on a lot of good, Hey, life goes on. It's a little bit like the Harry Potter. They talk about how important it is for Bill and Fleur's wedding to happen. Cause it's just a reminder that life goes on. This is, this is a really, really hard time for a lot of people <clears throat> and people know that better than we do, um, personally, because we're having a tough time, but certainly not nearly as hard as a lot of people are having. But um, it's just so nice. It's just a nice reminder that life goes on, that there's some really happy, exciting stuff coming around the corner, and this will pass, and we got a lot of good stuff coming. Amen. Couldn't have said it better. Yeah. So those are my things. Those are the things that have made me happy, made me smile over the past uh, couple weeks. I, the only thing I'll add is that this list reminds me of, so a while back, 
uh, I was listening to Armchair Expert, which we mentioned on the If You Like Top 10. Yeah. And at the time, we ranked it at like six or something, but it's probably like number one or two. It's like yeah. probably the best podcast I listen to. Consistently fantastic. Dak Shepard is a master of the interview's form. If you didn't listen to it then, you should now. But he interviewed someone a while back named Tal Ben-Shahar, who is a professor of, like, he studies lifestyle and, like, he studies happiness, basically. Like, he's written several books on how to be happy. And the interview is fantastic. I highly recommend it. It's probably my favorite episode of the show. And one of the things that he recommends is keeping a, um, what he calls, like, a gratefulness journal. So I have picked up journaling anyways because i realized that i just like don't remember stuff as well as i think i do you mentioned and, food as a great example of like when you go on a trip remembering what you've eaten at certain times yeah and i remember exactly. that really that really stuck with me because that was such a good point like you forget what was that thing we ate that and like someone like 2017 came up and in my head i was like 2017 what a great year that was and then i was like well what happened and it like it took me it took me a few minutes to like piece together the big events of 2017 and I don't want to end up doing that in like 20 years and not remembering 2024 or whatever. So yeah. the point is I've started journaling and in every entry I include something I'm thankful for and what you'll find is that when you do this every day the things that you are thankful for to keep them varied you'll start to be thankful for very very small things mm. and the effect is that you will be just, I think personally for me, it has made me generally more conscious of the small blessings that I have in my life. And this list to me reads like a thankfulness journal. And so even if you don't physically write them down, I think that an exercise like this is important for everybody to do and think about the things that you're grateful for. His whole thing is that like happiness is oftentimes less circumstantial and more of a um like a perspective thing yeah which i have found to be true that's easy to say my life is yeah <laughs> and most well, ways true perfect. but 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 this uh, but this is a good example of a time where we there's not a, there's no competition here on who's having the toughest time there there's no question if there were you and i wouldn't win there are plenty of people having a tougher time but everybody's having a tough time, and it's important for all of us to check in with ourselves. There's, there's like, there's no underestimating how difficult this is for a lot of people. Like, there are plenty of people who are otherwise fine, or maybe even way more than fine, who are having a tough time right now. Even if everything on the surface is fine, this is this is weird and this is tough. I mean, I've been getting all these emails from the uh, Movember Foundation because a big part of their work is not just in um, men's health, it's in men's mental health. Mm -hmm. And there's a lot of emails just about, hey, you know, make sure you're keeping an eye on your friends. And this is hard. This is tough for people. It's important to just be like, hey, you know, I'm not having it the toughest of everybody, but I'm still having a little bit of a tough time. Here's some stuff I'm grateful for. So I think you're you're right on with that. Yeah. So I think this list is a great idea. I would encourage people to make their own top 10 list of the things that have brought them joy during this time they'll find it easier than they think i did for sure yeah and i, I love i that's what i like about this list so much is that you've included even the smallest thing because sometimes those are the things that make your day but that lady backing up that stroller just made me smile and made me smile yep 
That's great. Totally. All right. So shall I recap? Yes, please do. All right. Number 10, doorknob Bob, <laughs> letting me know that he wipes down the doorknob. <clears throat> number nine, receiving my 2020 birthday present from Kyle a bit early. Uh, number eight, baby lady doing <laughs> her little beep, beep, beep and saying hello to me just to keep herself sane. Uh, number seven, my unexpected and very sweet text from my grandparents, mom and pop. Number six, uh, some news on Aunt Joe's height, weight, and an early, early birthday wish from the two of them. Uh, number five, spending some morning eating time with my little buddy, Sal. Number four, receiving food drop-offs from Caroline's parents. Number three, taking an ice cream and ocean-filled trip up to Gloucester with Caroline. Number two, spending a lot of time with my parents and my sister and brother-in-law at the cabin in New Hampshire, having some quiet time with ourselves. And number one, all of the exciting and very happy life goes on reminders in the form of new life um, and people around me. So that's the list. That's what's been making me happy lately. Beautiful. And you're making me happy, Mike. Uh, You're making me happy with that facial hair. I, it's making me happy as well. It's not making Elijah's happy, but hey. it, you know what? It's going to make you especially happy next week when a little fleck of meat falls in your mouth. The thing is, like, I've always had this mustache. It's That's the la- it's the lack of facial hair elsewhere that is mm. jarring. Like, I uh, I go to scratch my beard and it's not there. But you go to scratch that mustache; it's still there. Oh, it's very much still here. Yeah. Um, very good. I uh, that was a really good one. Before we go, should I do some uh, thank yous? I think you shall. Okay. Well, then first I'll thank Kevin McLeod. Even though we didn't do a not top three, he still delivered the stank. Sure did. Always does. Yep. He's great. And uh, what else is what else is great is my sister Erin and her artwork um, that you have seen if you have looked at our our tile there. Don't forget if you want to see more of Erin's artwork, you could do that at Sant Design on Instagram. Totally. If you want to see some other wonderful uh, artistic stylings, check out our social media director's social media at cml.photos on Instagram or her website, which I think has the same name. If you want to check out what she does for us, you can check out our Instagram, top10km, with the 10 spelled out T-E-N. If you want to ping us on the old gamel and tell us what we're doing wrong, what we're doing right, why we suck, that's top 10 km at gmail.com the 10 is also spelled out and finally i'm sure you're listening to this on some sort of listening app but if you need another one we are on stitcher spotify podbean apple podcast app pretty much wherever podcasts can be found so my friend that's what i would say if anyone is still listening at this point do pay attention to instagram yes. because there's going to be some homework we're going to do yeah we're going to do some programming so we're going to do a book club so we'll mm-hmm. assign a book and then talk about it on the pod at some point. And we're probably going to do the same thing with a movie that we can all watch. Yeah. Yes. So. Yes, siree. So you'll have some homework. Keep an eye on the Instagram. Until then, uh, be well and safe from the top 10 boys. Damn right. All right. Arrivederci. <laughs>